The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. They're coming to the white flag, one to go, sponsored by Credit One Bank, and it's four-tenths of a second. Carson left that bottom lane open one more time. Big run coming from the four car. Kevin Harvick down the back straightaway. This is amazing. All Kevin Harvick can see is dollar bills flying out the trunk of that car. Kyle Larson. Larson. He's got it made. Had to win the open to transfer. He did. And now Kyle Larson wins a million dollars in the Monster Energy all-star race. Well, he's going to be in a lot better mood than he was after that <laughs> open. Yeah, I agree. Wow. What a race. He just locked himself in for the next 10 years, but hell of a job. <laughs> That's awesome. right. Good job, guys. Wow. Great job, guys. Hell of a well, that makes up for a lot of heartache they've had this year so far. That really, uh, tonight is a big, big night for that 42 bucks. It's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. Thanks to Fox Sports for that final lap of the All-Star Race last night. And, oh, man, what a great race it was. Yeah, and I'm not sure which one was better, the All-Star Race or that... All-Star opening or Monster Energy open, whatever they're calling it now. Uh, that was uh, crazy three stages there. It was. It was. It, sometimes the prelude is better than the actual event, and I think that was kind of what happened last night. There were three great stages to that race, and the finish to the uh, All-Star race was pretty exciting too, especially for a guy named Kyle Larson. Let's go ahead and take a look and see where your favorite driver finished last night in the All-Star race from Charlotte Motor Speedway. In first place, taking a million dollars, Kyle Larson, followed by Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, and Bubba Wallace in fifth. In sixth place, Eric Amarola, seventh, Austin Dillon, Alex Bowman in eighth, and ninth, William Byron, and in tenth, Martin Truex Jr. Eleventh was Brad Keselowski, twelfth, Clint Boyer. Boy, he had an adventurous last lap, or cool-down lap, I guess I should say, Clint Boyer, twelfth, 13th, Ryan Newman, 14th, Chase Elliott, 15th, Jimmy Johnson, 16th, Ryan Blaney, 17th, Kurt Busch, 18th, Denny Hamlin, and 19th, Eric Jones. And that's the field. It's kind of a short field, but it was, you know, you never know what to expect with the All-Star race. Yeah, and coming this coming off of an exciting race from Kansas last week, uh, this was just, uh, but I, part of me is not sure if it wasn't for the, all the restarts we had, if it would have been as exciting. There's some drivers I think that would have, ran away with it kevin harvick and kyle bush and trucks in that first stage they were just dominating the field just four seconds or more ahead uh, no one could catch them so i think the restarts and all the stages in both races definitely helped make it more exciting but before the all-star race as you alluded to the monster energy open which gave three guys a chance to get to the all-star race was pretty dang exciting, and they had three great stages of racing. And uh, Kyle Larson did the improbable that hasn't been done since 2006, and a guy named Ryan Newman did it to go from the open into the all-star race and get the win. But let's take a look 
a little closer at that open and talk about those three stages of racing and the guys who won those stages. We'll hear from them, but uh, you kind of gave your opinion a little bit. You thought it was a better race, but why do you think it was better? Uh, part of it, it might have been you saw some drivers you don't normally see up front, uh, partly because you didn't have uh, certain veterans in there like Kevin Harvick, Kyle Bucks, Martin Truex Jr., who did really well at a track like Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah. And so, and you saw two rookies go at it, at it, uh, Daniel Hemrick and Ryan Priest. <laughs> that was pretty, you know, Ryan Priest had enough of Daniel Hemrick and bumped him out of the way. We, we've talked in the past about these person, not seeing these personalities. This really let us sort of see, even if it was just within the car. Um, and even someone in his second cup, uh, year, Bubba Wallace. Uh, a lot of emotion from him, and to see how aggressive after he lost that first stage to William Byron, uh, he did not. He, <laughs> he knocked Daniel Suarez out of the way, and was like, "Nope, I'm I'm taking this one," and just the emotion afterward. And so, part of it was just seeing these young drivers or drivers you don't normally see up front. I mean, you could tell who really wanted to be in the all-star race and wanted to have that chance to win a million dollars yeah they really did let's go ahead and take a listen here's 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 byron after the his first stage win he talks just a little bit about what it was like to win that first stage and get into the all-star race right there we, we were kind of we were fourth i guess before that and we got four tires and restarted seventh and just kind of seized parted for us had a couple good moves and and was able to to win this the stage there so really excited first all-star race it feels awesome yeah, he was he was pretty excited to to get into that All Star race and and really after he got into the All Star race, well he finished ninth, so he had a top ten in the All Star race. But again, in the All Star race, ninth doesn't matter, second doesn't matter. All that matters in the All Star race is first place and a million dollar chance. And I mean, before the final lap, uh, again it was all about restarts. And early on, Daniel Daniel Hemrick was he had he started off first at the first stage of the open and that final lap of that first stage, I mean, Byron just kind of came out of nowhere and was able to get past uh, Wallace and, and like get that said, win. Like you said, the seas kind of parted and just kind of paved the way for him to get to that victory. Now, Bubba Wallace, we'll talk a little more about him later. He's, he's uh, kind of opened up to the media and to the public in the last few days about a situa- the situation going on in his life and how he's suffering from depression and, and those different things. But he mentions in this comment after after the race about winning the second stage and getting into his all-star race, and it was a pretty big deal for him, and he was pretty emotional as he met the media talking about that second stage win in the Monster Energy Open. It's been hard. It's been really hard. Um, here they come, trying to hold them back. Just telling yourself that you can't do it anymore is tough to give up and, and whatnot. And, I gave up the damn first stage win and uh, didn't say anything on the radio. And my parents always said, and everybody's helped me, always said, when, I, when I'm pissed off, I drive better. So I did everything I could. I told myself to quit and just pull in and don't, don't even try again for the second stage. And, and um, my mental game is really shot right now, but, damn, it feels good to win something. Um, I've, I've failed at a lot of things in life recently, and um, I'm working to, to make those things better. So we'll uh, see what we can get tonight. Um, I ain't going to say we ain't got a shot in hell, but we might be the most exciting one out there. Yeah, very emotional for him. Speaking about how life has not gone real well for him recently, and he's, he's 
you know, as he noticed in that comment, he said, I've screwed up a lot of things lately. And, and really this stage win was like, was huge for him because he's really not seen a whole lot of great success since he's been in the cup series. Yeah. I mean, the best I can think of a second place at the Daytona 500 last year. Um, he's on a good team though, with, you know, the King Richard Petty and it's, this is great for him because he lost his ride while he was in the Xfinity series. And I, I know at Kansas, the, they were talking about that he um, has been sort of down and kind of beating himself up. And uh, this is probably one of the more emotional uh, comments I've seen from a driver in a long time. You could just tell. And I don't know what Ryan Blaney said to him after he he won that stage and got into the All-Star race, but uh, it got him pretty uh, emotional and it was just the photo of them hugging. Someone tweeted and said, this is by far probably going to be the best photo captured out of NASCAR all year. I mean, just two close friends, drivers, and... Just the raw emotion of the moment. And just that, that support. I mean, um, it, it is, it's got to be tough, um, especially I don't know how uh, long his contract is. Um, but it is tough for drivers in the Cup Series nowadays to you have to perform or... Uh, you're going to be out of the ride because there are a lot of young drivers uh, you see coming up from the truck and Xfinity yes. Series. Now, we've got our first stage winner. We've got our second stage winner. That was William Byron and Bubba Wallace. And the third stage got you into the open. So, Kyle Larson being chased down by Kevin. Oh, no, that's the All-Star Race. Kev, Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon, yeah. I, I get my races confused. There's too many races on one night. Can't keep them straight. And then this one with the open, I mean, the stages, it really, I mean, you won a stage, you're in the all-star race. And so it was almost like three mini race. I didn't really see them as stages. I saw them as three separate races because uh, once you won a stage, you were locked in the all-star race. Kinda and that's like what those racing. drivers. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but Larson wins stage three which actually wins the Open, gets into the All-Star Race. Now, there was one more chance for one driver to get into the All-Star Race by not having a win or qualifying some other way, and that was by fan vote. And if you were watching all week, if you are paying attention to NASCAR.com, you could go on there and vote for your favorite driver. And to me, it was a surprise. I, I didn't think this guy would have got, got won the fan vote, but you weren't so surprised. And Alex Bowman won that fan vote and got his way – was voted into the all-star race and and but i was i was a little surprised that it was alex bowman i didn't really i don't know if i really had anyone in mind who would get the fan vote and really come up like i didn't really think about it uh but once they announced that bowman won uh, i mean he's driving the 88 car which you know recent filling the seat from dale Earnhardt jr um young driver he's showing success uh you know he finishing second place three races in a row and uh, he did he did well. He just wasn't able to close in the, in the open. So I think fans are you know seeing a young driver that has potentials. He's being consistent. He's running up front, and he, he's on a good. You know, Hendrick Motorsports has really shown improvement in the last few weeks. Yeah, they really have. Now let's hear from Kyle Larson on his open win as he uh, commented about getting into the all-star race. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit stressful. I thought I was in a good spot um, at the end of that first segment, and then uh, Bubba just did a really good job to side-draft me, and um, then William did a really good job to get the win. 
then the next segment we had to come from deep again and um, then Hemrick and Priest had their issues there and um, you know, we took tires to set us set ourselves up for the final stage there and um, then I just didn't I mean, I feel like I did a good job through the gears and stuff, the, the last 10 lap segment, but uh, when you're the leader, they can just time you, so it makes it just difficult to uh, maintain the lead, but we were able to get back by a tie. I was worried I wouldn't be able to, but uh, somehow, some way, we, we got it done. So, yeah, this this was a big – this was, this started its night off pretty well after all they've been through this season to get into the All-Star race. And uh, then Alex Bowman commented, and, and I thought his – I thought his comment was a little strange. It was like he almost didn't care about the fans voting him in. If We'll go ahead and listen to this and, and let me know your instant reaction from what he said about the fan vote. Here's Alex Bowman getting voted into the All-Star race. Obviously, you know, you want to race your way in, and obviously we did that last year and had a car very capable of doing that this year. Um, but just restarts didn't go our way, and uh, is what it is. Yeah, I'm just embarrassed, honestly. Giving away one like that was it was just embarrassing, honestly. So um, I'll be fine, and uh, we'll go put on a show in the All-Star. It was almost like it wasn't a big deal to him to win the fan vote. Yeah, and I, I think it was David Reagan that said, if I don't get the fan vote and if I don't win my way in, I don't want to be in it. And so I don't know if Bowman it was just kind of bummed because he had a good car, and um, he was close at times in the three different stages. He just wasn't able to close it out. So I think just knowing that, I don't know. I think drivers, if they want to earn their way in, not by a fan vote. Nothing wrong or dissing the fans or anything. But I think they want to win and show as a driver, I deserve to be in the all-star race. I really shouldn't even you know have to be doing the open race to get in. I should already right. be in it. And so I think there was discussion on Fox Sports yesterday um, a little bit about the fan vote, whether they should have it or not. I like the fan vote, um, and I like I like the way you know the four ways to get in on the day of. But the fan vote is way better than some other ideas they've had in the past. You remember the year they had the big giant wheel that they spun? No. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, that was there. There've been some pretty hokey ways at the All Star event, but the, I, I was his comments kind of bothered me just a little bit because. There's a guy named Bill Elliott who was a fan favorite for 17 straight years. And there was another guy, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who was a fan favorite for years and years and years. Don't take that stuff for granted. You know, you're a young guy, and I know you wanted to win your way in, and but, man, the fans voted you in. That's a pretty big deal in my book. And I think he should have showed maybe just a touch more little appreciation to the fans for taking the time to go on to the website and vote him in. Yeah, because once you start winning, uh, like someone like Jimmy Johnson, you might lose. <laughs> you might start having some fans not like you so much. Yeah, but uh, Jimmy may be, may be getting some of that back because it's been a while since he won. It's been almost exactly two years yeah. since he went to victory lane. Let's go ahead and take – so, okay, we've got everybody into the all-star race. And you go through the driver introductions and all the, all the, all the ceremony and everything, and you get, finally get to racing – and really, the first stage of the All-Star race, yeah, it wasn't that great. Yeah. Uh, like I, you know, I mentioned earlier, I mean, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, those guys really just took off. And it was not much excitement there. I don't know if some, some drivers might have been holding back a bit 
trying to you know save for then because they knew it was going to get crazy as the stages progressed. Well, you never know because they could could be sandbagging a little bit to save, like you said, save for the end. But it it almost felt like exactly the week before at Kansas where the first stage of the Kansas race, Kevin Harvick jumped out to a giant lead. You know, he had a four or five second lead 25 laps into the race. And I'm like, oh, man, is this the way it's going to be the whole race? And Kansas turned out to be a great race. And I, I had the same feeling when those guys jumped out to that giant lead in the, in the first stage that, oh, man, it, this is not going to be exciting. It's going to be get out in front and win by domination. But as we'll talk about, it didn't turn out that way. No, and I think if it wasn't for, you know, the cautions we had and having the restarts, um, it would have it would have been the sort of boring race of one driver dominating, which has happened at, you know, Charlotte when Truex Jr. won there a few years back. Jimmy Johnson used to dominate some races yeah, there, too, and, back and in Even the day. last year, I think the Coke 600, uh, Kyle Busch dominated most of that race. And so I don't want to have to rely on restarts. Um, what we saw there at the end of Kansas, I mean, what fans, at least what I want to see, seems to be showing up at times, but only be, seems to be showing up if it's we're coming up to the end of the race and we get some restarts. Right. Drivers really start getting aggressive. Um, this race, you know, points didn't matter. It was just about the million dollars. But I don't know. Uh I don't want to have to rely on restarts to have racing like that. Um, I mean, if you have the dominant car, you have the dominant car. And, you know, Harvick, he was bombed after the race because he knew he had the fastest car. And just because you have that doesn't mean uh, you are always going to win. Fastest so, car doesn't always win. Yes. And you only have to lead one. The, there's only one important lap to lead, and that's the last one. So, And I, I picked Kyle Busch to win last week. I picked the wrong Kyle. And Kyle Busch <laughs> was closing in, but then he, I think, scraped the wall, and then that set him back, and he was they able to finish third still. But like I said, all star race, second, third, and on down don't matter because the man that crosses the finish line that gets the checkered flag first gets the big fat check. And Kyle Larson, we'll hear from him in just a minute, but. You know, it's it's great to see him get to victory lane after the season he has had. He That team has suffered through so much lousy luck this year. And everybody remembers his his uh, crash at Daytona, or no, at Talladega, where he just is barrel rolling down the back stretch and it, it just crazy accident, and yet he walks away from it. But still, they've just not had any good luck at all this season until last night. Yeah, and... When he did well in all three of the stages, winning the final stage in open, and I mean he had a good car out there, and he does well at this track. I think he's definitely someone to look at uh, in the six hundred next week too. So not really a surprise. Luck just finally came his way, and that team. Wow. Let's go ahead and take a listen uh, to Kyle Larson after he met the media last night after his big win and holding that big check for a million bucks. And uh, let's get his thoughts about his victory in the All-Star Race on Saturday night. Gosh, after the year we've had, I would have not guessed that we would get our first win at the All-Star Race. But uh, I think the way the, the format is it, it, and how crazy the race is, it kind of helps, helps out uh, us. And we always seem to run good um, this weekend. So 
it just feels like a big relief to to finally get a win. It's been a long time since I've been to Victory Lane um, in a stock car. So, um, and you know, after being close to winning this race a couple of years ago and, and allowing Joey to get by, it feels really good to get some redemption. Yeah, he was pretty surprised. Knowing the way that their season had gone, I, I'm wondering if, as as he was approaching the the finish line, if he's thinking, "Oh my gosh, what could happen now? I'm ahead of him. Do I have enough fuel? You know, I'm I'm sure the thought ran through his mind. Okay, what's going to screw this up for me? But he held on and and got across the finish line, and Harvick really just couldn't get to him. No, Harvick pushing him at the end helped, and Kyle Busch things just you know happened to go his way. He had strong drivers behind him. But luck wasn't going their way, especially when Kyle Busch hit that wall. Once that happened, I had a good feeling that Larson was going to run away with it. Yeah, and he did. And it was, it, was a, it was a popular win, I think. I think a lot of people wanted to see his team do well. And I, I think sometimes this all-star race, and, and I wrote earlier this week in a preview to the all-star race, I, I thought maybe the all-star race and racing for a million dollars with no points on the line would be a little bit of a cure for Kevin Harvick and his team, and I was close, but they just didn't quite make it. I Sometimes this all-star race can be a momentum builder for the rest of the season, so we'll just have to wait and see if that happens for Kyle Larson. Yeah, and I I think it is. I think even drivers like Bubba Wallace, I think this gave him a confidence booster, uh, the way he was able to win it, and Larson. Um, he, he was starting to show some consistent, being more consistent, yes. being in the top ten the last few weeks. Um, and in winning, just uh, knowing how to race some of these veteran drivers like Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick and Truex Jr. Um, and just know you're just you race, you're in the same series as them. You have just as much chance to win as they do. Yep. Uh, just learn from your mistakes. And I think, yeah, it, it, sometimes it is just kind of luck coming your way and uh, not having a tire blowout or something like that. And um, Larson, he's good, you know, at being able to kind of slip and slide and move little, around these tracks. A little dirt track uh, experience there helping him out. So congratulations to Kyle Larson and, and, and his team, a, a well-deserved win. Now, the All-Star Race was not without controversy. And there was a little extracurricular activity on the cool-down lap between one Ryan Newman and one Clint Boyer. It seems like Clint Boyer's getting a lot of a lot of attention in the closing laps of these races and after the race is over. And uh, Clint had a little something to say to Ryan Newman after the race, and he basically dotted his eyes with his fists when he got over to Ryan Newman. And I missed this part of it. I don't know. I don't know where I was at, but I missed this, and I didn't see it till today. But man, he ran up to that car and and. Uh, was getting his points across. Yeah. <laughs> Not really with his mouth. I and mean, he was just, it was like a rock em, sock em robot. He was just going at it. And uh, watching it, you were just kind of like, whoa, what the? <laughs> what where's the world this is he doing? You know, last week, he, you know, he nothing physical, but, you know, he was upset with Eric Jones at Kansas. And now this, I mean, yeah, Boyer, after the race, has had some, is having some heated moments. But this one was, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen anything like this in a while. It has been a while, and and we have talked about in the past here on the on the race zone about how we, we kind of miss the personalities in in the Cup Series now, and and Clint Boyer starting to emerge as one of those personalities, and he's always kind of been that way, but now 
the field is wide open. He doesn't have some of those guys in front of him like Tony Stewart or or uh, Carl Edwards or some of those some more outspoken drivers. And now Clint is the guy who is actually pretty much speaking his mind when he thinks things don't go right. And I don't still completely understand what happened and why he was so upset and why Ryan Newman was so upset because I guess there was some confusion about Ryan Newman maybe being a lapped car and holding him up, or I, I didn't get that whole deal. From what I gathered, and what's interesting is usually when Boyer gets upset with the driver, it's usually he's, it's a young driver, rookie, or you know, yes. a newcomer. It's Ryan Newman's been in the sport in the Cup Series longer than Boyer has. Um, but from what I gather, early on in the race, uh, Boyer bumped Newman. And I think at that time, because Newman, early on in the race, spun out, went to the grass. I mean, how he finished, um, where he did um, in 13th, um, is still impressive. Uh, and I think Boyer thought he was a lap car, was just trying to get him out of the way. And I think Boyer kind of didn't realize that that ticked off Newman. and <laughs> To say the least. And I don't know what the point in the race had happened, but uh, Newman held on to that. And uh, after the race, in the cool down lap, let Boyer know, hey, I didn't appreciate that. And I think Boyer was just caught off guard and just heated up like, what the heck, man? And, <laughs> and he, like I said, he got his point across just uh, now – understand that Ryan Newman's sitting in the car, still belted in, still with his helmet on. Um, probably the punches were not, didn't inflict any harm on Ryan Newman. But as you're watching that, and when Newman gets out, Ryan Newman's not a small guy. He's, he's, not, he's not one of these little five foot four, 98-pound new drivers in the series. He's a pretty big boy, and he could probably take care of himself with Clint Boyer. Um, and I told you a story earlier on about the year that uh, Kevin Harvick went after Coy Gibbs in the truck series many, many years ago. And Coy Gibbs was, was a football player in college. He was, I, I want to say he was a lineman, but he was a big, big man. And he pretty much set Kevin Harvick straight. And I think Kevin Harvick, he, well, he never went after him again. Of course, Coy Gibbs' career in truck racing was short-lived. Was this at Martinsville? Or? It, was, it was either at Martinsville. It was a short track. I tried I, looking up on YouTube. I didn't see the fight, but there was, on this one, Kevin Harvick said on the radio, I'm going after him, and wrecked Gibbs. And then NASCAR was like, okay, you're done, and parked him. He parked him, and they actually they actually parked him for the cup race the next day. He did not race in the cup race. He was, he was penalized by having to sit out a cup race. Kevin Harvick had a little more of a temper problem back when he was younger, and uh, NASCAR finally got his attention and, and sat him down in a cup race for something that happened in the truck race. But Coy Gibbs was a big big boy and Kevin Harvick I think probably bit off a little more than he should have. The incident with Harvick that we're talking about that whole situation reminds me of Kyle Busch with was it Hornaday in the truck series. Oh, and, yes. <laughs> and so yeah lo- some of these young drivers can get things get in their head too much and <laughs> I think if you're full time in the cup series and you're racing others you need to calm it down. Yeah. Um we haven't seen anything like that in, anymore. But it was kind of, like, like I said, it was kind of nice to see that personality again. It was kind of nice to, uh, not that I condone poor sportsmanship or anything like that, but this is NASCAR racing. And if you look back at the heritage and you look back at some of the greats of the sport, 
they got into it with some other drivers over the history well, I, of the sport. I like the rate when you know Priest knocked out Daniel Hemrick. I, that was one of my favorite parts in the Open. Yes, I mean because there's a point of you block a driver, and there's a point of you need to get out of the way. And Daniel Hemrick was just trying to hang on there and slam the wall, and pre and you know him blocking Priest. Priest kept you know is caught up in the middle of that. He doesn't want to wreck his car in case he has a chance to win. And he finally said enough, and <laughs> he just was like knocked him out of the way. I hadn't seen something like that in a while. Hit where... my limit, and took him out. Yeah, that 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 was that was. Overall, it was a great night. It was a great night for the All Star Race, the Open. It was all good. And a couple things I want to talk about, touch on before we run out of time here. We I mentioned earlier, Bubba Wallace addressed the media back here at Kansas, and talked about how he suffers from depression, and. I gotta, I gotta give him props for stepping up and 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 coming coming public with that because millions of people suffer from depression across this country. Uh, we all probably know someone who does, and I had a great friend here at Fox Four who suffered from depression, and uh, and he ended up taking his own life, and it it was a big impact on me because he was a good friend. But it's great that Bubba Wallace felt comfortable enough to come forward and say hey i suffer from this you know i i haven't had the success everybody thought i was going to have i've been hard on myself and i hope that fans will will support him i hope that other drivers will support him and that's you know you talked about the the picture of, of blaney and him man that's what people they need people in their lives that support them and build them up and and walk through this season of life with them and and try to get them the help they need, and I hope he's he's getting all the help he needs to battle depression. Yeah, and if if you know someone uh, battling with depression, especially you know days with social media now, you know it, people put you can start seeing signs. And if you are battling with depression, um, maybe you know having suicidal thoughts. We have a great section at Fox Four on our website fox four dot com slash you matter. Yeah. Um, great information to get you resources you need but just pay attention to your friends and family um, absolutely i had a family friend years ago that uh showed signs and then um had an act it was in a, a car wreck and um investigation shows it might have been intentional and um you know my brother was one of my brother's high school friends, and I think there's some regret of we saw kind of signs on social media and nothing happened. I think Bubba Wallace, you know, he's you having a friend like Ryan Blaney there uh, is great for him. Um, and man, if if you if you don't have a favorite driver, follow Bubba Wallace and and become a fan and and follow him on social media and give him props, man, and and support him and give give him some positive love out there because. It's a t- it's a tough deal, and he's he's driving for a team that right now, I read this week that they may be struggling with some some uh, sponsorship dollars, and they're looking for more investors to to keep that shop open. So, if he's suffering from depression and not seeing the results, and then all of a sudden money's drying up, that's a, that's a pretty that's a lot of stuff on his plate. So, uh, man, NASCAR Nation, give him give him some love and support him, and and uh, let's. Uh, Let's do all we can for Bubba Wallace. Yeah, and 
also following him, you know, we talked about Clint Boyer on social media. Some of the shenanigans that Wallace and Ryan Blaney do on the soft on the their downtime. Uh, they're a couple young guys that like to have fun together, and some of the stuff they do is pretty hilarious. Yeah. So so uh, yeah, support support uh, Bubba Wallace and and Richard Petty Motorsports. Now the other thing I want to get to before we uh, run short on time here is coming up next weekend. The Coca-Cola 600. I saw a lot of chatter this week about folks and Ryan Newman. Was it Ryan Newman? Or Denny Hamlin. It was Denny Hamlin this week that that made some comments about, yeah, well, maybe it should be the Coca-Cola 300 or the Coca-Cola 400. He was kind of kind of hinting around that 600 now is, is way too long for any race. And you know what? I think I kind of got to agree with him. 600 miles. That's a that's a five at least a five hour commitment to sit there and watch a race, and that's I mean I love this sport as much as anybody, but sometimes a, a five hour stretch to sit there and watch a race that's a long time to sit there, and I, I I don't I don't think maybe it's different in the stands. I've never been there for the Coke Six Hundred, so I don't know what it's like in the stands. But man, that's a long time commitment to sit there and watch a race. I, I I love the Coke 600. You know, it's one of those, like it, it's one of those of the year. It's it, it's, it's iconic. Yeah, um, and it takes a toll on the drivers. I mean, you know, yesterday there were no longer. I don't think there's not any part of the country they're going to go race that uh, it's going to be hot in those cars, and that takes a toll on the drivers. Good thing it's night racing, but it's still, you know, mentally, I don't know how the drivers that have done the Indy 500 and then the Coke 600 on the same day, I don't know how they're able to do it. Um, but this is one of my favorite weekends of the year racing. Uh, you, you know, Monaco in the morning on Sunday. Grand Prix, yep. And then you have the Indianapolis 500. And then the Coke 600 to finish all off. It's um, Now, if you sit and watch all of those, every minute of all those races – you should have your fill of racing for the week because that's a, that's a lot of racing. I usually don't watch. I might catch if I'm up, if I'm up in the morning. I'll catch part of because I don't really watch follow Grand Prix too much. Right. Indy racing, I, I tried one time, but NASCAR is such a long season in itself too. Um, I catch if I if there's free time if there's Indy race on, but Indy 500 it's like they Dave down a 500. Uh, oh yeah, and it's yeah, been it's... around longer and. Uh, it's it's just as much fun to watch, but the, the Coke 600, um, though at times you know, I do have to think you know, yeah, it's iconic, but uh, the last some of the last few 600s haven't stood out as the most exciting. I'm hoping you know the new package they have, what we've saw at Kansas All Star, maybe this one. So you're all for leaving it the Coca Cola 600, yeah. You don't want a Coca-Cola 400. No. And it's weird for me to feel that way because I'm such a, I'm such a grumpy old man and I don't like change. I, I'm a, I, I'm, I'm a, I leave it alone. But they don't listen to me, so it doesn't matter. But I'm, I don't know. Well, we'll I'll watch it this year and see how I feel. But 600 miles, that's, that's a pretty big commitment. But so here we are, the Coca-Cola 600. Start in the daylight, race in the darkness. A lot of changes. The track goes through a lot of changes from the daylight to the dark. Temperature. It's always 
it's always whoever stays ahead of the changes on the track that usually ends up in victory lane. And the master of this track used to be Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson. They knew how to adjust for this track. Obviously, they're not together anymore. Who is going to win the Coca-Cola 600? Well, the last five years, we've had five different winners. So you can't really, I can't really look back and see. Which is not helpful trying to pick a winner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I think he, uh, he had a fast car last week. I think, you know, he, he's won the 600 before. I think they knew what kind of car they had out there, especially um, some of the long runs. Yeah. Uh, and I think this time he's not going to help push anyone. I think he's going to get to the front and stay up front. Um, he also mentioned, you know, there were pit road problems, and I think, um, you know, him and his team will figure all that out. So I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. He gets his first win of the season. You know, he's already, you know, I think still third in points, so this will lock him in. But he's great at these mile-and-a-half tracks, and he's won here before. I'm not going to go too far out on a limb. I'm going to – my pick for the 600 is going to be Kyle Larson. I really, I really think the win last night is going to be a big momentum boost to them, a big confidence builder. He ran well. The car was good. They've got all week to make some changes. They got the data they had from the race last night. It's not the same, quite exactly the same, but they got some great data there. Um, so I'm going to go with Kyle Larson and, and see if he, he can make it uh, two weeks in a row to victory lane at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And I, I'm, I'm sticking with... Harvick, but I think, again, I think look out for those Gibbs and Penske drivers, too, I think. I don't think there's... we'll ever be able to count one of them out at all, ever, this season. They, they're, One of them is always going to be lurking around victory lane. Because Kyle Busch, he had a good car, too, and, I, you know, he made a mistake. And he was my pick for the All-Star race, and he won last year. But I think Harvick has got a shot, too. And I think Larson, like you're saying... He's got a confidence booster, and you know what better way than a million dollars? And now, if he can lock his way in and kind of be a pretty great way to celebrate winning a million bucks by backing it up with a win in the six hundred. And poor Kyle Busch, he's had such a he's had such an off year so far. He's finished out of the top. Kyle Busch or Kyle Larson? No, Kyle Busch. I'm oh, he you know he's had a t- he's finished out of the top ten one time, and that's just terrible for him. But you know what a fan I am of Kyle Busch, so same there you here. Go. There you go. Well, whatever happens at the Coca-Cola 600, we will be back next week to talk about it here on the Fox 4 Race Zone. We enjoy uh, sharing our opinions. We're just a couple couple race fans that love to sit around and talk racing, and we get to share it with you guys. So we'd love to hear from you if you'd uh, like to reach out to us at fox4kc.com. It's Brian Dooley, brian.dooley at fox4kc.com or sam.atwell at fox4kc.com. Love to hear from you guys. If you have any questions, have any comments, let us know what you think about the Coca-Cola 600 or the Coca-Cola 400. Will you sit there and watch all five hours of of this race or or will you kind of zone out, you know, watch the beginning, nap a little bit in the middle, and then wake up for the tail end? See, I always feel like this race, if there's no rain delay, I feel like this race, it seems to me... It seems to go by pretty quick. I think they start earlier than normal night races, like at Kansas. Yeah, they do. Start at like 6.30. This one starts at 5.30. To me, it always seems to go by fast. So that's why I'm kind of like, I'm okay with 600. (laughs) Well, whatever happens, we'll be here to wrap it up for you next week. So uh, join us next week here on the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. I'm Brian Dooley. Everybody have a great week.